This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. M. Lansing and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing, Town Square Media Stations. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, now let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and our Offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. And a pleasant good afternoon. Welcome to the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show. In advance of today's big tilt at Spartan Stadium between the Spartans of Michigan State and the Buckeyes of Ohio State. I am Brock Palmbush. Uh, Beanie is off today. He will be back next week when we are broadcasting on-site uh, from the Ralph Young track, uh, that's coming up next week. But for now, it's us in the studio. I'm Brock Palmbush. Alongside me in the studio is the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Hello, Tim. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it's supposed to be right now, good afternoon. It's a big day for college football in the area, and we're all excited. Yes, and uh, Tim, uh, one of your cohorts at Channel 10, who's joined us a couple of times earlier this season, including last week, Kellen Buddy from uh, Channel 10. Hello, hey. Kellen. How are you? We're doing pretty good. We got a busy show today, guys. We do. But, Tim, you were telling me before the show that uh, you're hearing that uh, Michigan State's opponent, Ohio State's going to be down a couple of guys. Is that right? Well, they're they're losing a couple of their key players, which was announced this morning. Uh, however, you know, you take that with a mixed bag because last week they lost their top running back, Trevion Henderson, and the guy that came in behind him scored five touchdowns. But that, oh, is that all? That's Mayan Williams, and he is out today. Somehow he got injured in the big win over Rutgers for Ohio State last week, 49-10. to He's out today. More noticeably, Ohio State today is without its top wide receiver, Jackson Smith Najiba. He's out today. So Smith and Ajiba are out. For Michigan State fans, I guess that's the good news. The bad news is is that the regular running back, Trevion Henderson, he is back. He'll play today. And he clearly is their number one guy. So at any rate, uh, that's the Buckeye report. Now Michigan State, you know, you kind of have to wait and see who is running around on the field. Uh you know, before you exactly know, you know, who's going to play and who isn't going to play. But I don't think there's any mystery. The three defensive players who've been out all year, they're going to be out again today. And whether anybody else is slowed or sidelined, uh, stay tuned. If I get any more on that for anybody, we'll have to, you know, we'll pass it on. It's a busy, it's a busy tailgate show. It, it is. With two straight games. We've got homecoming next week, four o'clock with Wisconsin. Weather's supposed to be exactly the same next week as it is today. Today we're in the mid-50s, uh, and sunshine at some point this afternoon. And so we have a busy tailgate show. The president of Michigan State, Samuel Stanley, will join us today. We got a couple of big name college football guys uh, from the past with Ohio State backgrounds. You're telling me they're on today. What, representing Caesar Sportsbook? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm told that uh, Jordan Palmer, the brother of uh, former Heisman Trophy winner Carson Palmer, you remember him from uh, USC, uh, he's a, a, a quarterback's coach guru, I guess, now. He played a little bit in the NFL, played at Texas El Paso. He's going to be joining us, and we also might be joined by 2006 Heisman Trophy winner 
Troy Smith of Ohio State. He's out there as well. So that's a uh, big get. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. He's, they're coming up at about eh, 10, 12 minutes or so, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Mad Dog, Mad Dog's take of the game. David the Mad Dog DeMarco is going to be joining us at 105. And uh, with his take on the game, brought to you by Blue Moon Belgian White. One of a kind uh, every time. Blue Moon is a proud partner of Michigan State Athletics. Uh, and then at 135, uh, we're going to be joined by Michigan State President Samuel Stanley. Dr. Samuel Stanley, he's going to be joining us. So uh, we got a busy show. And yes, Tim, we are going to play your call from the 1974 Ohio State-Michigan State game. Uh, Kellen, this was sent to us about a year ago from one of our listeners on Stout on Sports. And uh, it's pretty awesome. In those days, 1970, that game comes up all the time, the 1974 Ohio State game, which Michigan State would love to replicate today. Ohio State came in here number one in the nation. The Heisman winner, Archie Griffin, it was a beautiful day. State's just an average team. And that was the Levi Jackson 88-yard run day. But the game ended in massive controversy because it took 45 minutes after the final play to absolutely determine a winner. And it was Michigan Michigan State 16 to 13. So yeah, like Brian, and that game I did, I did the play by play on that because it was prior to network coverage on radio that they have today. So in 1974, I'm you know I'm there doing my thing. So this guy sent us what was it, Brock? A year ago, he sent us a lot of the audio. I guess he sent us all of it. But at any rate, we condensed it to the last uh, seven minutes of broadcast time of, of the end of the game. And yeah, then and it, it jumps around it in jumps the post around game, a yeah. bit to, through the 45 minutes till we get the confirmation. At any rate, we played that earlier this week on Stout on Sports, and we said for the tailgate show today, we'll play that again because. Say what you want. There are a lot of dramatic moments through 50 Ohio State-Michigan State football games in years past. This is the 51st game today. Now, going into this one today, there are a lot of storylines in this one. We just gave you one. Ohio State's got two key players out. But on the other hand, the Buckeyes are overwhelming favorites. I can't find anybody anywhere who picks games for a living who picks Michigan State to win. No, I don't think so at all. But... Well, I mean, we have talked about this before, you and me separately, but you know, Michigan State, 27-point dog. Last time that was the case against Ohio State in 1998. They won that game. They did. So I- if you're a believer in historical things like that, yeah, you know, that couldn't that could be encouraging, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't see anybody betting on MSU. Uh, but the Buckeyes have two guys out. It's their first road game today. Uh, you have to believe Michigan State's going to be highly motivated at home as an underdog on national TV on ABC at four o'clock with the ABC number one announce crew in here today. So you got all that. Oh yeah, Fowler and Herbst. You have yeah. all that as motivation in here today. Now whether or not motivation's going to go, you know, nobody thinks Indiana can beat Michigan, but it's seven to seven late in the first quarter. Oh, Indiana just scored. Indiana mm-hmm. scored. So it's seven to seven late in the first quarter in Bloomington. I mean, that's what you know. A lot of people think Purdue could beat Maryland. Maybe they will. It's seven to three Maryland. Um, of course, Maryland just got done beating Michigan State last week, and that's part of the show on the tailgate show. We'll keep you up to speed on all the scores. And as we is that the end of the first quarter? Or, no, no, for, not quite. Yet just to just it. under five minutes left in the first quarter uh, in Bloomington. And uh, so, any rate, and uh, the leaders in the Big Ten West can sit back and watch a game today just like we can do because the Nebraska Cornhuskers, bless their heart, they should be 3-0. and They're 2-1. and They should have beat Northwestern, they think, in Dublin. They, If you missed it last night, that final once again from Piscataway, Nebraska trailed the whole game until the final couple of minutes. Huge interception off the Rutgers quarterback. 
And uh, and then the next play, they throw in the end zone. They hit it, and they win it 14-13, Nebraska over Rutgers last night. So in the Big Ten, Nebraska's 2-1 and one in the West. Nobody else is 2-1 and one in there. So, so there you go. Uh, Rutgers, of course, plays at Michigan State uh, next month here. And uh, I thought, you know, if uh, State can't beat Rutgers after watching Rutgers at home last night, uh, it's going to be, it, it, by that point, it may be a long season anyway. We'll have to see. But one Big Ten game this weekend's done. Yeah, isn't that something? Nebraska. Nebraska. We've seen how bad they've been this year and last year. Well, they've already Rutger, fired their coach. Well, Rutgers, I mean, they're playing Rutgers. I mean, give me a break. They're playing Rutgers. Well, neither of them are any good, Tim. <laughs> I mean, Nebraska was favored going in, and for that matter, they didn't cover. Rutgers was a three-and-a-half-point dog and lost by one. Big night for Rutgers. There you go. Good teams win. Great teams cover. So, is there an injury here? There, it looks to be something pretty serious going on. Um you're talking about Michigan and Indiana well, right now. Been, yeah. The game has been halted. It's it's in front it's of the, not a player. No, it is not a player. There's, the game has been halted in front of the Michigan bench, and medical people are tending to someone on the Michigan bench. Is, is that, yeah, that's on the Michigan bench, and yeah. the game has been stopped. Uh, we have a monitor in here with us, uh, and if we can find something out that's more specific, uh, we'll. and it doesn't look necessarily like you know, anybody's necessary peril on the screen other than the fact that someone is being treated on the Michigan bench who is not in uniform on the sideline, which is stop play late in the first quarter of the Michigan-Indiana game. Indiana just scored to tie the game at 7-7. to Yeah, so it's uh, Michigan running backs coach Mike Hart is being taken off on a stretcher. Oh, did he get taken out by a player or something? It just says he, he is. Might have. Uh, Michi- Mike Hart is down per U of M radio. Uh, Angelique Shangelis is tweeting out, Hart is on a board and they're putting him on the cart. Looks like he's having a seizure. Oh, no. Speculation on Twitter says he's having a seizure. Oh, no. So... Oh, no. So at any rate, uh, you know, this is uh, obviously what we're getting is from uh, on Twitter from reporters at the game. And Michigan uh, Radio uh, just says that Mike Hart is being treated on the sideline, the Michigan running backs coach. So, uh, you know, uh, as as these stories come in during the tailgate show, we pass these things on to you. So we'll keep our eye on that as we get rolling through uh, through the day to day. Uh, There's a lot of speculation. Uh, It says Mike Hart is moving his head around Mm -hmm. as the cart headed for the locker room. So I don't think he got hit by a play. Okay, I don't think he did because he he collapsed. We we know that he collapsed. Okay, I guess he's being tended to and. Jeez. Oh boy! So, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. So but, yeah, you know, if we, okay. we get more information, we'll pass this on to you. Okay, all the way around. Uh, but at any rate, uh, the, it says here the Michigan players took a knees on a board. It says he's moving his head as he was taken off the field, uh, moving his head around as the cart headed for the locker room. So at any rate, we'll keep our eye on that. It's always something going on, and it's another enormous state. This completes the first half. Today of the Big Ten football. In fact, Indiana is now kicking off. They have not kicked off yet after their touchdown. Oh, boy. So it is not a capacity crowd in Bloomington. It's a good crowd, no question about it. Looks like a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in Bloomington. So, you know, that's the noon game, and it's the Fox number one game today. What Michigan's a regular on Fox's broadcast. Four straight weeks. Seems like all the time. Might be five. I mean, they got Penn State next week. Yep. Well, yeah, Penn State, it will be next week. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, yeah, I mean. uh... Big Michigan kickoff. Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, and Jenny Taft, and the Fox crew all all out there. Now, Do you think are, they have a group apartment in Ann Arbor somewhere? 
I can't answer they, that. They, they, they <laughs> would, would make sense. Would it not make sense one way or the other? Yeah. You know, like the Iowa game last week, Michigan took the opening kickoff and went 77 yards in five plays, and Blake Corum ran 50 yards to the one-yard line, scored on the next play. But then they bogged down a little bit since then. You know, Indiana's under fire, let Tom Allen to coach there. He had that great pandemic year and and crushed Michigan State in East Lansing in an empty stance. And 20, beat Michigan for the first time and, in 30 and years. beat Michigan and Ann Arbor. But since then, Indiana's struggle. Indiana will be here senior day in Spartan Stadium on November 19th. So already two teams we've talked about that Michigan State's got coming up at home. Rutgers, a loser last night, 14-13 to Nebraska. And Indiana, who's tied with uh, Michigan at 7-7. to And again, it's late first quarter. Now, before we go to break, uh, Tim, there's a couple other Big Ten games going on right now. Purdue's playing. Uh, Purdue is at Maryland. Maryland coming off its win over Michigan State. Maryland is leading Purdue 7-3. to That's late first quarter as well. Those are the two noon games okay. today. And then it gets spread out till the end of the day when Illinois plays at Iowa tonight at 7.30 on the Big Ten Network. Ooh, okay. So, you know, we'll keep all our eyes on all this. Michigan State's trying to end a six-game losing streak to Ohio State. They have not beaten them since 2015, and uh, whether or not that, you know, changes today, obviously, if Michigan State wins today, you have the story of the day in college football more than likely. Fair to say? Oh, if, if, if Michigan State pulls the upset today, it's the ups, upset of the year. Yeah, it's absolutely. not even close. Oh, yeah. And again, you're going to see Ohio State today in uniforms they haven't worn the entire season. They've worn the home uniforms the entire year. They've played five home games. So today is their first day on the road. Whether they think it's a road game with a crowd they'll have over at Spartan Stadium today wearing the scarlet and gray uh, on TV, you're going to notice dramatically if you're not in the stadium yourself. So there you go. Yep. Segment one. Segment one. We've updated books. you on everything we can possibly update you on. Yep. We're Ke- going to. Kellen's in the house. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, we'll be heading out to the uh, uh, the uh, Caesars uh, the Caesars tailgate that's going on over at 1855 Place right now. We might might have a, a special guest. Maybe I can't guarantee that now, but we'll see what we can do. This is the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. The 1240 WJIM Traffic Center, driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Yeah, taking a look at your traffic right now, things a little bit slower than normal, going 127 northbound between the Jolly Dunkel Road exit and 496. Uh, Just be aware of that road closure on 496, both directions between MLK and Penn. That's going to be active until the end of uh, this month, or early November, uh, rather. Uh, Coming in from the east side, Grand River Avenue, both directions between Mohawk Road and Cornell Road. Single lane closure, that's until the end of this month. And just west of there, Okemos Road, both directions at Grand uh, River, uh, that is closed due to construction. That's until the end of this month. Uh, That could get extended as well. Right now, it is... Well, the sun's trying to peek through. It's 49 degrees right now. It is a bit windy. Winds gusting 15 to 20, uh, 15 to 20 mile an hour, gusting a little bit higher than that. Uh, and the temperature is going to get into the mid-50s when we get to game time. Your travel updates brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference.
This is the White Law PLLC Telgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Right Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. It is the Price Right RV Studios. Brock Palmbush, Kellen Buddy, Tim Stout joining us uh, here, and uh, we'll tell you more about our great spo- more about our great sponsors a little bit later on. But right now, we got to go out to the uh, Caesars Sportsbook Truck Tour. They are out at uh, 1855 Place in East Lansing, and Kellen and Tim, our buddy uh, Jr., who joined us a couple of weeks ago. Kellen, remember he joined us a few weeks ago, and uh, he is out there uh, right now, out at 1855 Place. Let me move over here. Punch up the phone here. JR, are you out there? Yes, sir. Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you guys. Sounds like it's, it was a happening place. You guys sent me some pictures earlier and lots of stuff going on out there. Lots of stuff. Yeah, the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino Truck Tour set up in Lot 14 right beside 1855 Place. And there's all sorts of people out here. There are, you got to be 21 or older to get in. You can kind of figure that out with Caesars. But once you get in here, this is literally the best tailgate I've ever seen. There's a live interactive wager wall inside this trailer. Free food. There's you got brisket over here. They're, they're serving cold pork up. Feed yourself to your heart's content. The full bar is operating inside this trailer. Enjoy these big TVs. They're, we're all watching football out here, enjoying getting ready for Michigan State, Ohio State a little bit later on. And I'm not seeing very much red. I'm seeing a lot of green, so that's a good sign. Yeah, Jr. My my question was, you know, what's the vibe like compared to? I believe it was the Akron game that you were there for for the tailgate. Obviously, the weather was nicer. <laughs> uh, the weather's not so pleasant, but uh, sounds like Spartan fans are still out in full force today, huh? Spartan fans are out in full force. It's a good excuse to get those green hoodies, those green jackets out today. Everyone's getting ready for that. And there have been a few celebrity sightings so far. We've seen Jordan Palmer. We've seen Troy Smith wandering around, mingling with folks. And I'm told that may not be out. We might see more celebrities in the crowd before this is said and done today. Did you tell Jordan and Troy that that they might talk with us? And is that why they might have bailed? As soon as I said that they ran, um, I was surprised to see how fast they could still run this uh many years removed from uh, actually playing, but um, yeah, they were gone. Once an athlete, always an athlete, I guess. (laughs) Of course, Jordan Palmer, the brother of uh, former Heisman Trophy winner uh, Carson Palmer. Jordan played in the NFL, and he's a quarterback development guru. And he, what, Kellen, he's affiliated with the XFL now, which is going into business next year? Yeah, he's a quarterback development, I guess, specialist for the XFL. Gotcha. And, of course, Troy Smith, the great quarterback at Ohio State, Heisman Trophy winner 2006. I think he just scored another touchdown against Michigan about five minutes ago. So maybe that's what he, that's what he was doing running, scoring another touchdown against Michigan in 2006. He only scored about six in that game. Got to do what you got to do. I know. I know. Well, it sounds like, hey, a lot of fun out there. They've got, what, cornhole? And, and uh, what's that game that we can't mention with the bowling pins because it's all copyrighted and everything? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh man, you're talking about the uh, it's it's bowling, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll mute that. Throw bowling. We had to call it throw bowling. <laughs> yeah, throw yeah, bowling. That's bowling. what it was. There's plenty of fun and games to plug into. Free food, and uh, 
just a really a real fun party atmosphere right here beside 1855 Place, Lot 14. Absolutely free to be part of it. Bring your ID, to, uh, you do need to be 21. So did you hear the Michigan State Band practicing and performing as they always do at this time, this early before a home game? And usually for the Ohio State game, you would hear the Ohio State Band, but there's no Ohio State Band there today. Michigan State's band got to take over. We have heard the band. Um, yeah, they're ready for this game. Hopefully, if uh, the players can be as good as the band today, we're, we're going to be partying tonight. Well, uh, you'll see Ohio State people there, believe me, because we are a little bit away. You know, we're still three hours from kickoff. I don't know where they're hiding or whatever they are. But Michigan State fans always, as you know, take these seven home games, especially the ones in September, October, and it's a party-like atmosphere on a campus that is almost designed specifically for tailgating before home football games. Fair to say? Fair to say. I expect there will be more red. Just haven't seen it here at Caesars yet. The Caesars uh, Sportsbook and Casino Truck Tour is mainly green. Now, uh, Jr. Now this is a national thing. This isn't just for Michigan State. They, the Caesars Sportsbook travels all over the country, don't they? Yeah, they've taken this trailer. Um, they began began this earlier this uh, earlier this fall. The other two stops they've done the past couple of weekends have been at NFL games. I think they were in Indy last week, but this is the first college stop. And uh, from everything I can tell, it's just as successful. Go ahead, Kellen. I, I mean, I love that. It, it, it seems that, you know, the sports books, especially here in Michigan, they are just all out in terms of trying to get – you know, more people in on this, and it, it's fun. I, I lose a lot of money, but it, it's fun. <laughs> so uh, I guess they're just trying to appeal to, to more people to, to start putting some wagers on some football games. Yeah, huh? and, and JR, you just knew once it got legal here in the state of Michigan, you just knew the uh, various sports books, and, and most notably Caesars, was going to be uh, you know heavily involved. You were going to see more stuff uh, like this. And uh, man, it sounds like a lot of people out there. Tim, Tim, free food. I think you can still got time to get out there. Like how many people will you serve through the entire tailgate day today? And for that matter, how might it compare with the Minnesota game a couple of weeks ago? They're prepared for over a thousand people today. Um, I haven't seen that many just yet. There have been hundreds. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, they're ready to uh, take take on whoever comes in. As far as Minnesota goes, I. It's got to be pretty close. It's got to be pretty close. Well, like I say, we still have three hours before game time today, so that's plenty of party time. Then the other thing is, with modern tailgating, how many of the tailgaters out there have television sets watching other games? I mean, a lot of them, in fact, as you know, a lot of them tailgate and then don't go to the game itself. They just stay and watch the game where they are. You know, right there, the modern tailgating is a TV set where you can watch all the games at the same time, even if you're not in the stadium. That's a growing trend, I see. Definitely a growing trend, and that's one of the things that Caesars has set up out here today, big screen TV. So we see a lot of people bringing up their chairs, even if they're not coming in to uh, this cordoned off area that we've got in lot 14. They're setting up right outside watching uh, college football already. And coming into the trailer, not only do you get your free food, but you can check out this live interactive wager wall. It's like 14 feet long, like about six feet high, kind of touch screen. You can bet on the games right here, right here on the trailer. Oh, wow. Um, how do you, how do you pay cool. for that? Like, do they have a card reader? Or is there like a cash? 
a place There's where you definitely there are card readers uh, and you can uh, do that right through your phone as well. Got to make it as easy as possible to lose money, right? <laughs> you, you've uh, you keyed in on the plan, I think, sir. <laughs> All right, Jr. Thanks so much uh, for uh, calling in. Uh, really appreciate it. Sounds like a lot of fun out there. Uh, the uh, lovely and talented Becky Kanabi, our director of sales, sent me some pictures. Looks like a lot of people. Looks like a lot of fun to be had out there. A lot of fun to be had. We miss you guys. Thanks a lot, Jr. Really Thanks, appreciate JR. it. Thank you. All right, there you go. So, do we want score updates at all? Prop- Before we go to break, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, uh, depends on where you want to go. Michigan is now early second quarter, leading Indiana ten to seven. The surprise score at Kellen Icy so far is at LSU playing at home today. Tennessee has a twenty to nothing lead. Wow! Early second quarter at LSU. You know, Tennessee is one of the you know they're ranked in the top ten, mm-hmm. but you go play at LSU uh, anytime. Undefeated Kansas is at home today. Game day from ESPN was there. Texas Christian is leading 3-0 midway through the second quarter, among other games today. All right, Texas and Oklahoma and the Red River Showdown used to be the Red River Shootout. That got a little bit politically dicey, so now it's the Red River Showdown. Texas 14, Oklahoma nothing early in the second quarter. Wow, I thought it would be like 21-14 because, as you know, in the Big 12, Defense is optional. Well, it's still yeah. early. Purdue and Maryland are now tied at 10 to 10. The other big game in the state today, which didn't get a whole lot of attention this week, Eastern Michigan at Western Michigan and Kalamazoo. Tough day for the home team. Eastern Michigan has a 21 to nothing lead early Ooh. in the second quarter at Western Michigan. Of course, that's a team Michigan State opened and beat. I had a feeling Eastern would win that, would win that game. It's looking good there. I mean, they so, got a win over Arizona State on the road and got Arizona State's coach Herman Edwards fired. And we do not, at least I don't, uh, maybe Kellen does, I do not have any Thing legit. Uh, the Detroit News says my card is being taken to the hospital. That's uh, and she co- says nothing more than that. If you're joining us late, the running backs coach at Michigan, uh, Mike Hart, he collapsed on the sideline just after Indiana scored its touchdown to tie the game at seven seven before the kickoff. It stopped play. The Michigan players took a knee and were hugging each other. Mike Hart was removed on a stretcher, but it appeared that he was moving around a little bit on that stretcher. And the only and then the game resumed. And the only other thing we have, at least that I have, from any kind of a legitimate media sources that he is being taken to the hospital and there is no further uh, other than that that's everything unless you got more indiana just scored uh and so what it's currently 13 10 point after has michigan been behind this season uh that's i believe that's the first time they've been behind this year call the paper yeah Michigan has gone behind for the first time this season. Indiana coming off a 35-21 to loss at Nebraska last Saturday. Uh, and Indiana has scored it with an extra point coming to take. Uh, that's why you play these games. That's yeah. why, you know, Michigan State, that's why you play the games. I mean, like Kellen says, Michigan's a 23-point favorite. Maybe they'll cover. But at the moment, they're going to be behind all for Mel the Tucker, first time this season. All Mel Tucker has to do is tell them, hey, you know, Michigan had trouble with Indiana. Why not us? So, Offensive pass interference on Indiana looks like it's coming oh, back. Oh, so late they flag! Been behind this season. Late yet. flag. Spoke late flag. You know, when they heard that, those officials they said we can't let Michigan get behind this season. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> Throw the late flag. So that's uh, only the, you would say that. The Tim. Michigan haters will say, "Boy, that figures." The officials will take it off the board, and so they are calling offensive pass interference that comes off the board. Michigan is still leading, but Indiana, after a horrendous start. Has hung into this game and gone toe-to-toe. Uh, Mad Dog's take on the game is coming up after this. 
Uh, it's brought to you by Blue Moon coming up on the other side of this break. This is the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. More after this. JIM Lansing and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing. Town Square Media Stations. It's time for another game day travel update from the 1240 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Traffic is starting to back up. 127 going northbound between 96 and 496. People coming in from the east uh, heading up towards campus. It's very, very uh, congested right now, shall we say. A motorist, find an alternate route if you possibly can. Fans coming in for the game. If you're also coming in from the east side, trying to come in off of Grand River, well, there's construction there that's uh, going to cause you delays as well. Grand River between Mohawk and Cornell Road, right out by Meridian Mall. Single lane closure. That's until the end of the month. And just west of there, Okemos Road still closed at Grand River uh, due to ongoing construction. As far as weather today, well, it's they say it's overcast, but the sun's trying to peek through. It is up to 51 degrees, maybe a sprinkle or two out there. Uh, it will get up into the mid-50s later on. The sun will peek through, although it's going to be windy. Uh, the wind's 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting a little bit higher than that. Your travel update is brought to you, your game day travel update is brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian Wine. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. Yes, we are back on the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show. Brock Palmbush here, Tim Stout, the Dean of Sports, and his cohort from Channel 10, Kellen Buddy, uh, joining us. Brandon will be back next week when we're going to be on site uh, over at the uh, Ralph Young track at the uh, Price Wright uh, RV Mobile Studio out there. That's going to be next week, but right now it's time for Mad Dog's Take on the Game. It is courtesy of Blue Moon, Belgian White. Blue Moon, one of a kind every time. Blue Moon is a proud partner of Michigan State Athletics. We punch up Dave right here on the phone, joining us from the great state of Alabama. Good afternoon, Dave. Hi, fellas. How's it going? Hi, Dean. How you doing? Well, it's just another college football Saturday. I've got some sad. Th- I, I, I thought I thought of you yesterday afternoon, driving by the over by the Eastwood Town Center, because as I drove by, the wrecking ball just about had completed the demolition of the Spartan Hall of Fame Cafe. Wow! And, I, and how many good times did we have there with visiting game tailgate shows there through the year? And I'm telling you what, it got to me, to be honest with you. It's been closed since December. And uh, our buddy Steve Montaigne, the owner who did 12, 13 years there, and we did the you know the the uh, road game shows there, and a lot of other activities there. And I you know I told you a week ago I saw the cyclone fence go up around the property, and I thought, oh oh, the end is near. So I was over in that area yesterday and watched the wrecking ball knock that. It isn't completely gone, but it's, it didn't take long to make a huge impact. And I thought of you because of the times we had there, and you lived over by there. Yeah, I mean, we had a great time there, and Steve Montaigne, uh, just an absolute class guy. It was unfortunate 
with the pandemic and the situation and, and the closings and, you know, unemployment, people, you know, cashing in on that, not getting, uh, you know, people into his restaurant to work, but it all worked out for him. And, you know, it was it was time for him uh, now just to relax and enjoy, you know, everything going on. It, you know, that you could tell that it was draining him, uh, you know, being there and he commuted from Kalamazoo. But I mean that was a Hall of Fame. I just I just like going there, you know, having laughs with you guys and and doing a you know good job. But then looking at all the artifacts and all the stuff that they had on consignment, and it was a Hall of Fame. It was a great place. They always had good meals. Always had good wait staff. Very pleasant place and. Uh, it'll be missed, that's for sure. Well, and as you know, uh, for the tailgate shows, they made, in my lifetime, the second greatest Bloody Marys I ever tasted. I knew you were going to go down that avenue. There's only one Mad Dog Mary, and I perfected it, and everyone's different. And, you know, I mean, what, what are you going to say, Dean? I mean, that, that's just the way it is. But this Ohio State game, you know, Kellen... You and I talked about it either a week ago or two weeks ago, and you said, Mad Dog, would you rather have them play really strong teams at the beginning? I'll tell you right now, if I was Mel Tucker, I'd like to have got this game out of out of the over with because this is Ohio State's covered the last five games. Going into this game, they're a 27-point road favorite. They have the second quarterback-rated quarterback in Stroud, he was pulled in the third quarter last year, and they had Kenneth Walker, and he was hurt. This is, I mean, listen, like you said, and you're right, Tim. We've always said this with games like this before. That's why they play the games. That's why these guys practice. But I just think after what happened, you know, with Seattle last week and day, day's, day's pay, and he looks at Tucker's pay, and Stroud is so outstanding uh, you know, when I read the offensive keys, I mean, I, I don't even know how I can stack up, I mean, Ohio State against Michigan State. I mean, I could, I could stack up Ohio State against Alabama, but I just, I, I just can't see it. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on. And, and you always say, and you're right, you guys have always said, you know, a, a coach doesn't get dumber. It's just you got to have players. And, you know, I thought that they were really – you know, going to come into this nine wins, ten wins, even without Kenneth Walker. Thorne was going to be, uh, uh, you know, better quarterback. Other guys were going to get an opportunity and take advantage of that. I just haven't seen it. I mean, you know, like you guys talked about the Minnesota game, that was that was incredible. And you know, then last week too, it's it's you know, when you have a good record in the next season, you usually take a step back, but. I didn't think they were going to like fall off a cliff. I really didn't. Ed. Well, if if uh, I was Michigan State, I'd take a look at some of these other games today because Michigan is a huge favorite at Indiana. Sure. And it's a ten ten game, and Tennessee is playing at LSU, and nobody beats up LSU, and that team's won four in a row, and Tennessee's up twenty to nothing early in the game. Right. I tell the Michigan State players, you know what the talk is, you know what the noise is. And yep. to what Mel Tucker said, knock out the noise and go play as hard as you can. And, you know, don't worry about who's the shirts of the other team. 
team go play, and they're going to have support from their own crowd, no question about it. And if Michigan State's in the game, especially early on, the crowd support will just grow that much stronger. It's baffling to me how how big of an impact that that could make, especially on a day like this where you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Obviously, Michigan tied with Indiana. Who knows? The woodshed could be bumping. I, I it mean, could I, be. It's, it's not to say that it can't happen, but I mean, you also could say that. The, the tsunami could be coming too. I mean, well, we saw, but they were in the horseshoe <laughs> and they had Olave and they had other guys, but they, Ohio State's a lot like Alabama, a lot like Georgia. They got three deep guys. Guys get hurt, boom, they replace them immediately. But your guys are right. I mean, you can't go into a game saying, hey, you know what, we're going to get our tail kicked in. I mean, 27 points. They, like I told you, Ohio State's covered the last five contests. The weather's not that bad there. It's, it's, you know, like Brock said, it's 50 and cloudy but sunny, so it's not raining. But, you know, we know what happened with Geiger in the rain game. When Remember, Tim, what happened when we were at the uh, the one beer garden in East Lansing and everybody wanted to know if Connor Cook was going to play? And uh, then we found out he came out and warmed up, and then he didn't play. And then the other quarterbacks did play. But then Ezekiel Elliott, beknownst to us, he was uh, in the hospital Sunday to Wednesday with a staph infection in his leg, but he was cleared to play, but he only got 11 carries. That game that he didn't play that much probably will go down as Urban Meyer's worst game he ever coached, and that cost Ezekiel Elliott the Heisman Trophy, and that game was canceled or postponed just a little bit because of the inclement weather. And then Geiger hits that field goal. Brock, you remember that game pretty well. You took a vacation after that game, remember? Oh, I remember that one. That was pretty wild. Well, and that's maybe the last time that they beat them because then the next year they played them, and that's when uh, you know they had the, the the thunder came raining down on them. And Ryan Day is a very he might be the best youngest coach in the country. I I mean I think he's got a ticket forever at Ohio State if he wants to stay there. Uh, but he's not, he's not messing around. You guys saw the, the video last week with Ciano, and he and Ciano worked together. Ciano was the assistant uh, head coach with Urban Meyer. He was there when Zach Smith got fired, and Zach Smith is a friend of mine. He came in with uh, Ryan as a grad guy, and he, he's told me for two years that nobody of that age came in that prepared. And then when Urban got uh, suspended for that Zach Smith for the first four games, you know, day cut his teeth doing it and he won every game. So I just, I, I, I can't see it, but then again, you know, we couldn't see it. The uh, Connor cook wasn't there either, but do you want me to get to the offensive keys gentlemen? Yes. Let's get to the uh, offensive keys. It's brought to you by Jamie white, white law, PLLC, full service law firm. They go the extra distance for their clients. Here are mad dogs, do. offensive keys for today's game. And I want to say a shout-out to Jamie White because he is a wonderful guy. He's a top attorney, not only in the mid-Michigan area, but in the country. And these are your offensive keys for today's ball game between the MSU Spartans and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Your old keys are brought to you by today for our friends at White Law PLC. At White Law PLLC, they use a team approach to solve their clients' legal issues. Call Jamie White and White Law PLC. 517 316 1195 2595 Jolly Road, Suite 340 in Okemos, Michigan. This could be one long day for the green and white because the Scarlet and Gray are one of the best teams in the nation. I think the season has been like the Twilight Zone, but like I said, 
This offense has to execute and play hard. With MSU on a losing skid, this game will be like the Spartans could be in a torture chamber. Brian Day, Buckeye coach, is going to want to carve MSU like a Thanksgiving Day turkey. The offense will have to be absolutely perfect. Will that happen? Probably not. Thorne has to play his best game ever and throw the ball downfield to his very good receiving core. The running game has been non-existent. Berger, Collins, Broussard will have to show up like the offensive line will too. This is a tough game for Mel Tucker. Anything can happen in sports, but I'm not banking on MSU to come out with a W. The Ohio State is a 27-point favorite on the road. I just want Michigan State to be competitive, show up, give them a game, and have some maybe new offensive wrinkles to throw at that uh, scarlet and gray defense. Tim, before I go, I one of the greatest stories since I've known you in 26, 27 years is the, the Bob Knight stories are unbelievable. But the Woody Hayes story, you got to tell it when they marched the team in your neighborhood and you woke up as a young guy looking out the, and seeing Woody Hayes leading this team. you got to tell that story unless you already told it. No, I haven't. I mean, it was 1965, so I'm 16 years old. And it was a beautiful day. And this was, you know, the 65-66 teams of Michigan State. You know, they get all the credit for the greatest teams. And, and that team was fabulous. You know, that's a team that went 10-0 and and then lost in the Rose Bowl to UCLA 14-12. to But in the middle of that season, Ohio State was due to play here. You know, we're kind of Ohio natives. And I don't remember all of who was at the house that day in the Glencairn neighborhood but and, and Duffy lived right across the street and let's just say he lived in a house that made, that Tucker doesn't live in today in fact Tucker's guest quarters were nicer are nicer than the house Duffy lived in when coaches were paid something that isn't doesn't remotely uh, you know come close to what they make today. Nonetheless, it, it's a beautiful morning. It's a one o'clock game. Woody's got the Buckeyes in town. And uh, and we're having the more and there was no real such thing as tailgating in 1965. The concept of that had never, you know, had never frankly uh, blossomed. And for that matter, people didn't go to the games dressed like they were going to the beach. They dressed up a lot more to go to the games then than what. So we're all dressed up and we're having a little brunch in the dining room, which faces the front of the street. And I, I thought I was seeing things. And out of nowhere, walking down the street in our neighborhood, just a regular neighborhood uh, is Woody Hayes in his coat and tie leading the coat and tie clad Ohio State football team and they're just taking a walk through the neighborhoods to get loose before they get on the bus. Now in those days over by uh, you know where Barry Amos Cleaners is where what Saginaw and Grand River Fork the old Albert Pick Motor Hotel there was a big deal and that's where Ohio State stayed which they could walk two blocks and they're in our neighborhood. So he walked them around the block okay and we all you know everybody's out nobody knew who they were at first uh, but I knew who they were and it was the Buckeyes. That afternoon, Ohio State had a minus 32 yards rushing, and this is Woody Hayes, three yards on a cloud of dust, a minus 32 yards rushing. Michigan State dominated that game and won like 32-7. to seven. If I mean, it wasn't even close that day, but I will never forget that. I've never seen anything like that, and it was no big deal to him. He wanted to take his team in a walk, and that's the neighborhood, and there's no traffic through there, and they're all dressed in coats and ties, and after they got done, they got on the bus, went over 
the stadium, got beat, and went home. But to your point, yes, that's that's a memory growing up, 16 years old. I remember yelling at everybody, come look at this through the window. Look who's going by. Nobody went outside. We were too intimidated. But I don't know of many that had Woody Hayes walk down the front end of your house on a road game in his long history at Ohio State. That would have been 1965, so we're talking 57 years ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. That was a great, that's just, I mean, because I can visualize Woody Hayes. I mean, you talk about intense coaches in the history of any sport, and he's right there. I mean, he had a hell of a rapport with Bob Knight, and both Schembechler and him were like brothers, and, and he's Woody Hayes. I mean, and of course, everybody knows how his, his career ended in the, I think it was the Peach Bowl, and he played against uh, Clemson. And he punched Charlie Bauman, and then that was it for him. But, uh, you know, I listen, you, you can't say that Michigan State doesn't have a chance. But, I mean, when you're a 27-point home dog, I mean, and you know what has happened the last few games. I mean, it just, you know, in Ryan Day, he wants to get to the championship game. He wants to play Georgia or Alabama uh, is what he wants to do. He wants a chance to get back there. And he's got a great quarterback in Stroud. Everybody knows that. I mean, uh, Bryce Young is probably not going to play tonight. He doesn't need to after uh, Jimbo Fisher's quarterback broke his hand. I don't go on the air, you guys, until probably 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning Eastern time because it's an 8 o'clock Eastern game, uh, 7 o'clock Central here in Alabama. But then Learfield does a two-hour show afterward, and then the gentlemen that are my partners – uh, we go on, and it's you know it, it's a whole different kind of deal. I mean, with with Alabama, and you know how it was at Michigan State, but that's because of Nick Saban, and there's no love lost between Jimbo Fisher and Saban. You guys are sports people; you follow this like I do, and uh, th- those two guys, uh, regardless. I mean, Jimbo's being Jimbo's being exposing himself to the media. His disdain for Saban or his hatred for Saban where Saban and you know you know him Tim uh he doesn't play that game he just he said those things about those uh Texas A&M buying those players and he took it to heart and then you know he said his narcissistic uh personality and Saban Saban's just a meticulous person that he's in another zone when it comes to coaching his team and, you know, their quarterback, uh, Bryce Young, was very lucky he didn't tear any or get a, any major shoulder injury. So he can sit today. And then uh, the backup quarterback who, you know, he's like a, a poor man's Michael Vick, he, he'll just go in there. They have guys three, four deep, four or five true freshmen play. Uh, I mean, they haven't even had Tyler Harrell. He was the, the best receiver he hasn't even played yet. So it's it's been really really fun doing you know staying in the game with you guys and then doing this new thing and it's uh, it's been very very good and uh, I look really forward to seeing all of you next week as we're gonna have we're gonna have a hoot nanny we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time we'll have a lot of people that'll stop by a couple doctors the president possibly Jamie White possibly uh, uh, some of our sponsors and just you know hanging out with you guys you know Dean it's gonna be like walking down. You know, 
the old road that you and I used to walk down. Absolutely. It's a big day. Yeah, it'll be a big day for now homecoming next week. It was so thorough. Now we're running along. Aren't we running along, Brock? Are uh, we running just a, along? Just a little bit. Only because we, we got the president coming up in a couple of minutes. We got, yeah, President Samuel Stanley's coming up in about 10 minutes, Dave. We thank you again. We look forward to seeing you next week for homecoming when we're on site at the Ralph Young track at the Price Right RV uh, mobile studio. Weather will right, be good. Keep, you keep those guys in line, Kellen, and I, I look forward to seeing everybody. We want everybody to come out there next week, and uh, we're going to have a really hell of a good time, 1230 to 230 Eastern time. Gentlemen, enjoy the day, and we'll see what Mel Tucker can do against the Ohio State Buckeyes. See ya. Thanks, All Dave. Right. Thanks, Dave. Purdue 17, Maryland 10, minute 40 to go first half. Is it still 10-10 Michigan late first quarter, uh, half? Is it, I see Indiana made a play there, but I didn't see what that was. It is. They stuffed Michigan and then blocked their field goal. Attempt. Oh, they blocked a field mm-hmm. goal. Oh, wow. wow. So it's 10-10 in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long way to go. but uh, oh, and I've That just... doesn't sound like a 23-and-a-half-point Wolverine cover to me. No, no, it doesn't. So on DraftKings or whatever, if you're on Michigan today, but you're given 23-and-a-half and Michigan wins by 22 or 21, if yeah. that, yeah. is that a happy day for Michigan fans? Some probably not. I've now been told uh, that, uh, remember I told you Jordan Palmer and maybe Troy Smith were going to join us earlier? Well, they have agreed to join us after the 2 o'clock hour. Well, what do you uh, know? They have worked. They're out at the... Uh, the uh, Caesar Sportsbook uh, uh, truck tour that's going on. They go all over the country. They're here at Michigan State. So they're going to join us after 2 o'clock. After President Samuel Stanley of Michigan State, he's going to join us in about 10 minutes. And, yes, Tim, we still will have time to get to your call. The seven minutes or so. It's a busy day. That's because Ohio State, the Buckeyes, are ranked number three. Yes. Yeah. I'm told both Jordan and Troy are going to join us. That's what I've been told. So hopefully they can. They always come running back. They d- Apparently they did. Uh, apparently, Becky, our outstanding director of sales, got in touch with them. They agreed to come on. They they ran away the first time, but now they're, yeah, like you said, running back to us. Someone deserves a raise. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get to a break right now. We will be joined by Michigan State President Dr. Samuel Stanley here in a little less than 10 minutes or so. This is the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Twelve forty WJIM Traffic Center, driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Yeah, traffic is now starting to back up. There is major congestion, one twenty-seven northbound between ninety-six and four ninety-six, and it's also slowing up ninety-six going westbound between Williamston and Okemos. If you know the back roads, that's probably the best way to get into campus uh, right now. Although, if you want to come in on Grand River, it's going to be congested as well because of the ongoing single-lane closure between Mohawk Road and Cornell Road. That's going to be until the end of this month. And Okemos Road, just west of there, Okemos Road at Grand River, that's closed due to construction until the end of the month. Take the posted detour in the area. Taking a look at your weather, uh, it says light rain and breezy. It is gonna, it is windy, and there might be a sprinkle or two going on out there, but the sun's going to peak out as well. It might be, It's going to be mostly sunny later on in the day. High temperature right around 56 degrees. Game day travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference.
This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Right Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. Welcome back to the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show. Beanie will be back joining us next week uh, when we're going to be over on campus for homecoming Michigan State and Wisconsin. For this week, it's myself, Brock Palmbush, Tim Stout, and Kellen Buddy from uh, Channel 10. Before, uh, while we await uh, the call from Michigan State President uh, Samuel Stane, let's get to our other great sponsors. You've heard us talk about them a little bit here and there, but uh, let's get to them all right now. White Law PLLC. Yes, this is the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show. Blue Moon Belgian White sponsoring Mad Dog's Take on the Game, which you heard Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac traffic and weather sponsor your game day travel update price right RV uh, we're going to be out uh, we are broadcasting from the price right RV studios and we'll be uh, and we'll be at the mobile studio next week MSU healthcare sports medicine official healthcare provider of MSU student athletics uh, student athletes rather doubting industries shoe pan and sons recycling industry industrial services uh, Tom Emmerich and their great staff. Gravity Smokehouse, the t- official tailgate food sponsor. Down-to-earth food, out-of-this-world fl- flavor. MSU FCU, the official credit union of MSU Athletics. Dart Bank Mortgage, Joe Sambear. Uh, Ameriprise Financial, Craig Stiles. DBI, We Do Office. High Caliber Carding and Entertainment. The Student Bookstore, SBS. The Nuthouse in downtown Lansing. And Joe Gazelle, Gazelle Wealth in, uh, Management. Tim, you're going to have the defensive keys coming up a little bit later on in the game, and you're just watching the monitor what's going on with Indiana and Michigan. Well, Indiana's clo- they're inside Michigan's five-yard line in a 10-10 game, uh, and they have, what, second or third and goal. This is li- They're going to kick a field goal attempt here, so I can give you the play-by-play here before. Lockdown defense on Mi- last couple drives. Michigan scored on its opening drive, 77 yards, five plays, just like Iowa. Hang on, i got to see whether this is called. Uh, no, no, he missed it. Did he miss that? They might have blocked it. Yeah, he missed it. It's 10-10. Oh, Indiana my goodness. had a chip shot field goal. But the, but the other story in this is that Michigan running backs coach Mike Hart collapsed on the sideline in the first quarter after Indiana tied the game 7-7. to Is that blocked, I think? No, he... Yeah, got tipped. Uh, at any rate... Uh, and he Tips was and carted off, off course. and reportedly taken to the hospital, and that's where the information, uh, you know, ends. So whether that has affected any of Michigan's focus or not, I don't know. There's, what, about two or three minutes to go in the half there. It's 10-10. to 10. Purdue now leads Maryland in the last minute of the half of Maryland, 17-10. to 10. Those are the two Big Ten games being played. Nebraska took over first place in the Big Ten West, at least temporarily, last night with a 14-13 win at Rutgers. And we get ever so much closer to the uh, Ohio State-Michigan State game here. Coming up at 4 o'clock, it's on WJIM AM 1240. It's on WMMQ and so on and so forth. We always appreciate it when we get a few minutes uh, on a regular basis or periodic basis with Michigan State President Dr. Samuel Stanley. Uh, the seven home football game schedule is always a big deal for him, and he also makes a trip sometimes to some of the road games as well. Let's get caught up with the president. He is on the other end of our line this afternoon. Good afternoon, doctor. Tim, it's great to speak with you. It's been too long. It has been too long, and I certainly appreciate your time today. I th- didn't I hear that you, I don't know, did you go to Washington or Maryland or whatever? I know you're from the East Coast and so forth originally. I know you have duties during the home games and all that, but it's been a busy fall for you in that regard, has it not? 
It has been. And I went to Washington. I have a lot of family out there. And uh, some of them actually wore Spartan green instead of uh, the purple and gold of the Huskies. And so I was very thankful to that. Um, so I was out there for that game where we had an incredible sale gate. So the, the alumni turnout there was fantastic. And then I went to Maryland as well. I did an alumni event the night before, um, which is really exciting. And then uh, went to the game and sat with uh, Daryl Pines, the president of the University of Maryland, and watched uh, in their box. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to cheer as loudly as I would have liked, um, but it was uh, it was still great to be there. Well, I would imagine there was a significant number of Michigan State alumni on the West Coast, let alone the Northwest area, and also on the East Coast in the Washington, D.C. area. Fair to say? Absolutely fair to say. I saw a lot of great folks, and uh, at the game, the Spartan, both games, Spartan for Real Rail represented, and particularly, I think, at the Maryland game, I would say we were, you know, 30 to 40 percent of the crowd. Yeah. Now, do you have any official duties today? Do you get to be a fan for part of the day? Is this, are these fundraising opportunities? It probably, maybe it's different president to president across America. What are your duties today? So, you know, my duties are really to, to extend welcome to alumni from far and wide, donors who are coming to the game and talk to them and meet people who are elected officials who go to the game, spend time with them as well. Um, I go to the different boxes, uh, uh, you know, suites that we have there and visit sometimes and talk to people from different companies and so on. And just to really welcome them to Michigan State University. So I try and get that mostly done, um, you know, before the, the end of the, the, the half. And then I try and spend the third and fourth quarters um, focused on the game because I am a huge fan and I'm pretty passionate about uh, Michigan State. Do you have any relationship or you uh, have ever met the, I don't know, is it the president or chancellor of Ohio State University? Uh, I think it's a she, is it not? Uh, It's Christina Johnson and she's been a good friend. In fact, at one time was my boss. So when I was in the SUNY system and president of Stony Brook University, Christina Johnson was the chancellor of the whole SUNY system. And so uh, she and I became great friends. Um, When she moved to Ohio State, she called me. We talked a lot about some of the challenges of of the Big Ten sports. And so uh, we we stay in close contact and are are, are very good friends. I can only imagine for the 14 Big Ten presidents, Doctor, the challenges that all 14 must face on a regular basis and some that you don't even know that may arise in all that. Are there opportunities to compare notes? Ohio State is a massive public school in the middle of Ohio. Uh, Michigan State has a massive enrollment. I can only imagine that some of the challenges must be somewhat similar, are they not? They absolutely are. Tim. And, you know, I spent time talking to uh, Christina, but I also spent time talking to Mark Schlissel when he was president of U of M because we had so many things in common, both in terms of Big Ten, obviously, and our role as major state universities for the state of Michigan. Um, very close to the present University of Minnesota, um, close to Daryl Pines in Maryland. Um, so I have a number of people who I reach out to uh, and, and talk to. Uh, when there's issues and people call me, um, the Indiana president called me recently to talk about issues. And so they, they're, they're, we're, we're very close knit group. Um, you know, we don't see all the eye to eye every day on everything. Um, but I think we really have the really have a number of shared values. And that includes their commitment to strong academics. Every school in the Big Ten, as you know, is a member of the AAU, except Nebraska, um, who was a member. And I think, you know, that, that kind of ties us together and we're, we're competitors on the field, fierce competitors, um, and competitors for talent, too. I won't minimize that. But also, also we care very much about students, education, 
and research and innovation, and we want to make sure we're at the cutting edge, all of us. Yes, we're, we're visiting with Michigan State President Dr. Samuel Stanley. Uh, Emily Garant, your age, she gave me some notes, and I thought I knew a lot about what was going on. There's always something new at Michigan State, and we always hear about the different athletic facilities for the athletic department teams and athletes. But I did not know and have not seen it yet that for the intramural students, of which there are more than 8,500 students taking part in intramural sports, uh, at least in this semester, that brand new turf fields have been installed on Service Road across from the MSU Clinical Center. I would think they get a lot of use uh, in the years moving forward. Tim, students are so excited about this. So excited. When I came to Michigan State, one of the things I realized was that we had fallen behind our peers in terms of intramural facilities and activity and sources for activities for our students in terms of physical health. And so this is the first step in work we're doing in partnership with students because some of this is paid for by a student fee um, to really expand those opportunities for them. So Spartan Greens, as we call it, an artificial turf field, uh, lit, uh, bathrooms, facilities for changing, all of this is making a huge difference to club and intramural sports teams on campus. And I met women from the club lacrosse team, and they told me it's a game changer for them. They're going to be able to host tournaments here where they can play four games at one time. Uh, it's just it's just fantastic. And I saw people from the club soccer teams. They're excited about it. Um, field hockey club teams, everything is going, everyone is really excited about this and soccer included. And so, you know, there's just so much excitement about it. And we did the ribbon cutting uh, yesterday and the enthusiasm from the crowd was just incredible. Well, I can imagine that. And of course, again, the athletic facility renovations get a lot of exposure and a lot of publicity, but also the ribbon was cut this last week at Michigan State on the brand new William A. Demmer Engineering Center. Tell us about that. This is a really impressive facility, Tim, and it's a place where our engineering students can work together in teams to develop new vehicles. So that's solar-powered vehicles, solar-powered racing vehicles. So I saw a uh, energy-efficient dune buggy, a uh, human-powered uh, bicycle, which I guess is not so innovative when you when you say it that way, but had different ways in which it can now support, and particularly for individuals who are disabled, uh, uh, exoskeleton. Uh, to support our firefighters. All of these are projects that are being worked on, and many of them involve competitions around the country. So our engineers are amazing. Mechanical engineering has an extraordinary history at Michigan State, but electrical engineering and computer sciences as well are involved. And these students are really at the cutting edge of innovation and technology, forming teams to work in competitions, having a chance to work with faculty one-on-one as they build these new uh, and innovative vehicles. And they're going to do it in this state-of-the-art facility that has measurement equipment, that has a fabrication area that's going to have 3D printers. All those things are going to be available to help them fabricate the vehicles of the future. Yeah, it's a busy time in October every year at Michigan State. A huge game with Ohio State today. Many visitors on campus. And then homecoming is next week. Wisconsin is here 4 o'clock a week from today. The weather expected to be good. I think one of the big events for the public and community doctor is the friday night homecoming parade has the concept of homecoming in your opinion changed very much through the years like everything else changes and i don't even know how far back homecoming dates in the big 10 or at michigan state per se but it always seems like it's kind of a little bit different unique and special weekend if for no other reason more alumni would come back for events than other uh, uh weekends during the year if you'd like to add to that 
I, I would like to add to that, and thanks for asking. It's it's an amazing weekend, and I had not experienced it really because it was rained out the first year I was here, and then COVID interfered with it the second two years. And so, so last year was the first year I had, had a chance to really uh, see it and do it. And the parade was amazing. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. I was doing my Queen Elizabeth wave and, and tossing candy to, <laughs> to the crowd as we drove by. Um, and the enthusiasm from the community was remarkable. Um, and we had great alumni turnout and great returns. And, uh, of course, it was a great game to win as well last year. So I think, you know, it's it really is a, a wonderful tradition. And we have a homecoming court. Uh, I've had a chance to meet them already, a tremendous group of, of students. students, And, again, it's just an exciting time. So I hope people will turn out and the weather will be great. Yeah, a couple things, and I'll let you go. I don't know if you've met him yet. The Grand Marshal next week is a remarkable person. And I was so pleased to see that he was uh, he was offered. I never would have thought of it, frankly. But Jim Bibbs is in his early 90s. He is the first African-American head coach in Michigan State history. Uh, he was the track coach. He retired in 1995. He went into the Michigan State Athletics Hall of Fame in 2010. But more notably uh, than that, in my opinion, doctor, is the philanthropy that he and his late wife have donated in the area in a variety of different ways through the years, especially to young people for no remuneration whatsoever at all. And he's very sheepish, to be honest with you. I, my guess is that he'd be a little bit, um, frankly, nervous riding in a car in the parade. But to me, he epitomizes diversity at Michigan State and why it's important and how terrific it has been for many people like him through the years. He's a great example. If you haven't met him, you'll enjoy meeting him because he's he calls in every now and then on the radio. He's always got something new and he's always upbeat. But I'm amazed how much philanthropy he has done in the area with the hospital and so on through the years. So, frankly, congratulations on choosing Jim Bibbs as the Grand Marshal next Friday night. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that we're having a chance to honor him and his accomplishments I've read about uh, are, are extraordinary. And uh, we do have a number of firsts like this at Michigan State, and it's wonderful to celebrate the pioneers who really broke ground and broke ceilings um, to get where they were. And so that's very, very impressive. Right. Next week, we'll be on campus at our usual spot, so please feel free to stop by. we got all kinds of things planned. The, you know, the broadcast world changes a little bit like everything else. So we're in studio for most of the year, but our our big one time. We're going over there for homecoming next Saturday, so we'll be there. And, Doctor, uh, forgive me, I'd be remiss. It must be gratifying to have all of those faculty people at Michigan State sending words of support, encouragement, and letters of praise. If that was me, it would mean a great deal to me. Those, to me, are the crux of the people at Michigan State University and make the school as good as it is. I would hope it's gratifying and satisfying to you that you see the support that you do get, if you'll forgive me for saying that. I won't forgive you at all, and I appreciate it. And uh, it's absolutely been uh, extraordinary. Absolutely. uh, Not not expected and extraordinary. And... uh, very, very much appreciate everything people have been doing and some of the actions that have been taken by the Faculty Senate and, and so on. So, so all those things, I think, are are showing people's commitment to MSU, you know, continuing to be a great school, and that's important. Doctor, I appreciate it. You have a great day. Enjoy the ball game. Bring them some luck, and I'll look for If you need some help, you know where you can find me or anybody else around here. I always appreciate your time with us, and we'll look forward to visiting in person for homecoming next Saturday. 
Thank you, Tim. And it's always a pleasure talking with you. And like I said, it's been too long. Look forward to doing it again next week. All right, good. Thank you, Dr. Samuel Stanley, Michigan State's president. We thank his aide, Emily Garant, who sets a lot of his appearances up, and he's always been very good with us. So, Kellen, what am I missing here in the Michigan-Indiana game, which has got to be right at halftime or close to it? It's still 10-10, right? Yes, 47 seconds left until halftime. Indiana just stopped Michigan on a fourth and two. Um I've noticed a lot recently uh, defensive units are able to really get into the backfield pretty easily. Uh, oh, know, on Michigan, you mean? You know, when yeah. these, these teams go on a road, and when these teams come back home, and you're a big underdog at home in a big game, I mean, Indiana doesn't look quite like the team I saw playing at Cincinnati and the team I saw playing in primetime at Nebraska, and neither does Michigan look like the team that I saw in the big house running roughshod over some of these teams. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to win. Right. It's only the first half. And that doesn't mean they might not win going away. I mean, they went right down the field and scored in the first two minutes and 28 seconds to lead 7 to nothing. And then the running backs coach, Mike Hart, collapsed on the sideline and was taken to the hospital. And whether that has had any effect in any way, I don't know. The one thing on the Internet is that the on the uh, all the message boards, everybody says the officiating in this game is terrible both ways. Uh, uh, Kellen can tell me uh, whether he agrees with that one way or the other. I've heard it's bad both ways, but I don't know that because uh, the monitor is too small. Plus, there are other things going on here on the uh, tailgate Yeah, we're kind of on the air right now. So, uh, at any rate, um, but it, it would Appear, We're getting our fix. <laughs> it would appear to me that this is going to go to half, and the game is going to be tied at 10-10. to 10. So Michigan still has not trailed this year. Indiana had a chance to take the lead and had a field goal miss, a chip shot. They were down to the yeah, three-yard line. It, it, Michigan blocked it, and then Indiana had a touchdown taken away earlier in the game because of an offensive pass interference. And... Uh, a yeah. lot of people think that was a bad call, So too. Indiana will get the ball to start the third quarter, but yep. they haven't moved the ball at all. I mean, they, they've had one drive that, re- although they, I, I don't know, I mean, I haven't seen all of this, Kellen. You've seen well, more than I fun, have. Fun fact, I, I believe the yardage, total yardage, is now pretty similar. Michigan started out, uh, they had outgained Indiana at one point in the game, I want to say 140-something to... Uh, 60-something. Okay. And now that yardage is similar. So Michigan's definitely had a cooler second quarter in terms of, you know, they've cooled off uh, in terms of getting good offense and getting good yardage. It has to have an effect on them. Seeing one of your coaches collapse? Yeah, on the has, has to have an effect. It has to. It has to. I th- I think uh, this half certainly hope he's all right. Be, uh, yeah. Well, we've had yeah. no update. There's no, no update. No update. Other than he's been taken the to the hospital. Detroit News just correct. said that he was taken to the hospital after he was carted off. Now he moved his head and I guess moved an extremity. And the only thing they all agreed was that he had collapsed on the sideline. The play was stopped. It was after Indiana scored in the first quarter to tie the game at seven. And some play resumed. I mean, it was delayed at least 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, now, whether there's an update either publicly or to, I would think in the locker room at Michigan, uh, in Indiana, they're going to have to update the team to some degree, yes. if for no other reason, to reassure the players, even if it's a stretch or not, uh, that their coach is okay. Because Michigan's players were visibly upset when this, sure. when we, 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 Kellen and I watched this. They were visibly upset when this occurred. So, at any rate, uh, it Looks, it appears to me that it, yeah, now it is halftime, so it's ten to ten. Now, do, are, do we keep going, or do we break here, or well, do we play we, our seven-minute segment? Oh, you, you, yeah, you know what? Let's do that right now uh, because uh, we have. Uh, I've been told Troy Smith, the 2006 Heisman Trophy winner, is going to join us at 2:05, as will uh, Jordan Palmer, the brother of former uh, Heisman Trophy winner uh, Carson Palmer. 
Uh, Jordan Palmer played in the NFL, played at Texas El Paso, and he's a quarterback's uh, development specialist, and he's working with the XFL, Kellen, uh, yes. Next year, I believe. People yes. know who Jordan Palmer is. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, we'll set the we'll stage. This yep, was go. 1974. Uh, Ohio State's number one. It's in Spartan Stadium. The Buckeyes had led 13 to 9. Levi Jackson ran 88 yards at 16 13. Michigan State, three minutes to go. The Buckeyes with Archie Griffin leading the way run right back down the field. And now we're in the final moments of the game where Ohio State's either going to score at the buzzer and win it, or Michigan State's going to hold them out. And that's where all the confusion began in 1974, 48 years ago. I was on the play-by-play in the booth calling the game that day. On this very radio station. On this station, WJIMAM 1240. That's exactly right. I think FM had it at the same time. I think that's right. This yep. is edited uh, because it was a 45-minute gap from the end of the game to the absolute official announcement that Michigan State was declared the winner by the Big Ten commissioner through the referee who worked that game, Gene Calhoun, and here's how it sounded. First down for Ohio State. 29 seconds to go. They may be able to get two, but now the clock starts. 27, 26 seconds to go. 25, first and goal on the one-yard line. Corny Green calls the signals. The clock running, T formation. Henson, no, no, folks, no. 12 seconds to go. He didn't make it. Eight. Seven, he hasn't made it. Five, three, two, one, bubble, it's over. Michigan State, I believe, won it. Wait a minute, I think they won it. I think they won the game. I think they've won the game. No. I don't know, Woody Hayes is somewhere there arguing. The crowd is on the field. I think State has won the game. This game is either not over or it's an Ohio State victory. And I would hate to be an official who's going to make a call here. The Spartans are coming back onto the field from the locker room. And Woody Hayes is in the middle of the whole thing. Woody Hayes is in the end zone with his cap off. Ed Youngs is talking to his defense. I don't know if Ohio State won the game or not. I don't think they ever got the playoff. I do not know if this has never happened at any time I can remember before. The scoreboard says no time left in 16 to 13. The Buckeyes did not make a touchdown. They got up and tried to run a play at the goal line. Now they're saying Michigan State won, I believe. Now I think State did get the win. Well, now who knows who won the game? We don't know. We just don't know. I think State's going to be called the winner. And Denny Stoltz is on the shoulders. Denny says we win it. It is over. And Michigan State, by a couple of minutes of agonizing differences, called the winner. And what is going to go down is one of the wildest endings I have ever seen in my life. They say, let's go to the locker, but Denny Stoltz is just going crazy. He can't hate it up anymore. 
Apparently, Michigan State has called the winner 16 to 13. And there it is, it is all over. Michigan State has won it 16 to 13. They have upset, and now the goalpost will come down. That's the end of the game, the final score. Michigan State 13, Ohio State 13. Ladies and gentlemen, they have just announced that this game is not still over. They want Wayne Duke to come here, and I want to tell you, I wouldn't want to be Wayne Duke. They say they want the Big Ten commissioner in the press box. We saw here a closed-circuit videotape replay of this, and Jim, let's describe what happened here. Ohio State had it first and goal on the one-yard line. The play by Champ Henson was not over. He was stopped right there. Now the question becomes, did they get the last playoff in time, or, on the other hand, did the play get off and was it fumbled in the end zone and recovered for a touchdown? Now, in our press box, we have a monitor here, and there was a T formation, and we're looking at it here. There's a number of fans all over the field. The teams have gone to the locker room, but we have been told there has been no official decision on the game. So I don't know who won. The scoreboard says 16-13, and they're saying clear the field. Now, I don't know, Jim, if they're going to come back on the field and run another play. If, yeah, I, I just don't know what's going to happen. It's never happened this way before. I've never seen it happen. And so we're just going to have to stay here until we can tell you how this game ended. Tim, I think the whole question boils down to did the clock run out or not. Bashnagel picked up the football for the Buckeyes and took it into the end zone. Corny Green fumbled the snap. The whole question is, did the clock run out or not? All right, now wait a minute. Uh, Most importantly, Michigan State has beaten Ohio State 16 to 13. And we'll get this clarified for you from the commissioner, then we'll sign off. You know, the important thing on that, Tim, too, was that Ohio State was awarded a first down. You know, right there when we mentioned it before the game ended, they could get a first down, and that's what stopped the clock. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's right. Until they reset those sticks, the ball would have had to stop. But wait a minute, but wait a minute, though. If there was a play, Henson's play was the first down play. Yeah. Yeah, Henson's play, I'm sure, was a first down play. All right, we'll hang on here and get more from Wayne Duke here in just a moment. I wonder if we can get him on the air up here. That's really what I wish we could do is get Wayne Duke on the air. Uh, we're looking around here, and we'll keep uh, with you. The, the commissioner, most importantly, has ruled Michigan State a winner, 16-13. to 13. And I'm sure that there will be cries of foul all the way down the line here. Go ahead. You, wanna, you can break in here anytime you want. Jim is listening to the statement from Wayne Duke, which is coming in only over the headphones right now from the center press deck. Michigan State 16, Ohio State 13 final. The only other final we have is 24 to 20. And that uh, is Minnesota beating Purdue. Michigan was leading Illinois 14 to nothing. And this crowd is just about completely out of here. Alabama now leads LSU 7 nothing in the first quarter of their game. And uh, so we are hanging on here trying to get that clarification from Wayne Duke. Okay. I guess uh, we have now decided we are going to leave you here. We are going to go off the air here. 
and go uh, back to Bob Page in the studio. So that's the final score here this afternoon. Michigan State beating Ohio State 16 to 13. That's the final score. And uh, Bob Page is standing by with scores and highlights. So our engineer this afternoon has been Jim Jack and Chuck. And for Jim Hornberger, this is Tim Stout now saying to stay with us next Saturday. Join us for Michigan State football. This has been another exciting Saturday with the Spartans, and you've been on hand for all the play-by-play -play action. Brought to you by Capital Savings and Loan. Earn the kind of interest you need these days. Start a Capital 7.5% savings certificate. And buy Oldsmobile. See your greater Lansing Oldsmobile dealer. For 75, it's a good feeling to have an Olds around you. Join us again next Saturday when Michigan State goes up against the Indiana Hoosiers. Well, that's the voice of Jack Robbins, who was the great a, Jack Robbins. an iconic voice here for years and years and years. There will never be another game finish like that ever. You have instant replay with all the videos and everything else. You will never have an issue like that ever again. That you know, I've and check out the video on YouTube. You, if you search for it, 1974 Michigan State Ohio State football, you'll find the great, great video because it was nationally televised oh. on ABC. And the video's fantastic. I mean, there are three games in, this, in my history at Spartan Stadium that the rank above the others just most memorable. The 10-10 tie in 66 clearly is one. This one would be two. And then number three would be the 2001 Michigan game, the Spartan Bob last second. I like to call it the Spartan Bob game. The Spartan game. Bob game. I like to call it the Spartan Bob game, the last second, 26-24 Michigan there State one. Well, Tim, before we take our break and hopefully be joined by 2006 Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith and uh, former college and NFL quarterback Jordan Palmer. It's time to get to defensive keys for today's game. It's brought to you by Joe Gazelle, Gazelle Wealth Management. Gazelle takes a long-term view using prudent risk management called Joe Gazelle today. Well, it's tough to come up with defensive keys because so far, uh, and I thought this last year as well, even when Michigan State went 11-2, and good quarterbacks give Michigan State a very difficult time, and clearly that has been the case in these three consecutive losses. Michael Penix at Washington, Tanner Morgan, the veteran who went 23-26 of 26 for Minnesota in the win here a couple of weeks ago, and then last week, of course, to Leah Tagovailoa. Uh, I mean, he went up and down the field much of the day, even though the score was only 27 to 13. Well, now you got CJ Stroud and he's considered a Heisman Trophy candidate. So how are you going to contain him? As I mentioned earlier, the back of running back Mayan Williams for Ohio State who scored five times last week, he is out today. Ohio State has announced he's gone and the top receiver for the Buckeyes is also out today. But Trevion Williams, the running back who just torched Michigan State a year ago, although who didn't, in the 49 nothing halftime lead, uh, he he's back. He sat out last week. He is back today. Uh, Michigan State still's got three defensive starters out. I mean, one way or the other, I mean, when those receivers run down the field, there better be somebody covering them. You're talking Although, about J uh, Jacob Slade, uh, Darius Snow, who's out for the year, and uh, Xavier. Xavier Henderson. Uh, but I think Ohio State's going to try to run the ball as much as it possibly can okay. and keep Michigan State's offense off the field. I mean, that's generally a good strategy at any time, let alone this game. Whether Michigan State can do it or not remains to be seen. But in a game when you're such an underdog, then all the intangibles have to come through. You can't make mistakes. You can't have cheap penalties. You can't have bad penalties. You can't turn the ball, you know, blah, 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 the whole deal. And I think the other thing is when Bryce Berenger, who was the nation's leading punter at 53.3 yards per game, when he kicks it and there's going to be a wind issue today, yep. he'll be kicking downwind some and he of the win the other, you got to make the Buckeyes go a long field. So all of that 
If you can do all of that, Ohio State, has, they weren't sharp. The Buckeyes weren't sharp against Rutgers, even though it was a 49-10 win last week. And I think about Indiana, who's pushed Michigan around to make it a 10-10 game at half in Bloomington. Can Michigan State get that kind of thought process and go from here? We'll see. And those are the defensive keys brought to you by Joe Gazelle, Gazelle Wealth Management. Taking uh, Gazelle takes a long-term view using prudent risk management. Call Joe Gazelle today. Those are the defensive keys to the game. Coming up on the other side of this break, we hopefully will be joined by Troy Smith, the 2006 Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State, and Jordan Palmer. He's a noted quarterback's developer, brother of former Heisman Trophy winner Carson Palmer. Hopefully they'll be joining us on the other side of this break. You're listening to the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. WJIM Traffic Center, driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Yeah, here is your game day uh, weather, uh, game day travel uh, and weather update. Uh, traffic, the mainline congestion on 127 northbound, that has cleaned up a bit. Uh, traffic's still a little bit slower than normal, uh, so be aware of that. If you're trying to come in from the west side, 496 remains closed between Martin Luther King Boulevard and Pennsylvania Avenue. That's going to be the case for another month. And if you're coming in from the uh, east side, Grand River Avenue between Mohawk Road and Cornell Road, right near Meridian Mall. There's a single lane closure until the end of the month, and just west of there, Grand River Nokomis is completely closed uh, due to uh, construction in that area. Right now, 51 degrees, mostly cloudy, although the sun's trying to peek through. It is going to be mostly sunny once we get to game time. Uh, the uh, wind, 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting a little bit higher than that. It'll get up into the mid-50s. Your game day travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Wright Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell from the Price Wright Auto and RV Studios. Uh, Beanie will be joining us next week from uh, over on campus for homecoming Michigan State against Wisconsin. I'm Brock Palmbush. He is Tim Stout, and joining us is Kellen Buddy, also from uh, Channel, both from Channel 10. Uh, very happy to have them with us today, and looking forward to next week homecoming. But right now, we're very happy to be joined. It's not every day you get to talk to uh, two guys related to the Heisman Trophy. One is Jordan Palmer. He is the noted quarterback uh, developer, guru, so to speak. He's a former college quarterback at Texas El Paso and quarterbacked in the NFL. He's now going to be affiliated with the XFL coming up next season. And, uh, of course, he's the brother of 2002 Heisman Trophy winner Carson Palmer. Jordan Palmer is joining, joining us. And also the 2006 Heisman Trophy winner from The Ohio State University, Troy Smith. They're both joining us here on the phone, and they're at uh, the uh, out at the uh, Caesars uh, Sportsbook uh, tailgate that's going on. Gentlemen, guys, what's going on? How you doing? How you doing? How you guys? How you guys doing? Uh, we're very happy to have you join us. Uh, you'll be talking with Tim Stout and Kellen Buddy. Gentlemen, go ahead. So, Troy, did you play at Spartan Stadium? You must have played at Spartan Stadium at least once during your career, correct? I did play at Spartan Stadium, and uh, it wasn't a, scorch, a scorched earth tour, but 
We tore it up that day. We now, tore it up. for the two of you guys, what are you doing today? What are you doing in pregame? And how do you see the game today from an objective standpoint? Everybody in the world thinks Ohio State's going to romp in this game. Do you guys go along with that the same way? Yeah, so we're, we're here. Uh, we're working with uh, Caesar Sportsbook. It, honestly, it's super fun. I mean, Troy and I have known each other since high school. Um, same draft class. Uh, did some college camps together. I think we were roommates, one of them. Yeah. Um, so way back, haven't seen each other in a couple of years and stayed in contact. So uh, fun day, talking ball, shooting content. Uh, here were some, some folks from Caesar Sportsbook. And, um, yeah, as far as today goes, I mean, I, I am on the Ohio State bandwagon today. I've been really surprised to see Michigan State not build on uh, the great year that they had last year. Uh, Troy and I are both. Uh, mutual friends with with Coach Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he recruited you to Ohio State, right? Yeah, he's he's more of a father figure for me. Uh, if it wasn't for him, in a lot of different ways, I wouldn't have made it to Ohio State. I had to lose as a grandeur early on, and him and Ted Ginn Senior, plus Joe Daniels, God rest his soul, and Jim Trestle all helped shape and morph me into the guy that I was. Yeah, and I played with Mel. He was a defensive coordinator on two different NFL teams that I played on, and and uh, has become a friend over the years. So. Yeah, with Michigan State, I love what they've been building. I've just been surprised so far, particularly the Washington game, um, how it's gone. And I've been not surprised with how it's gone for C.J. Stroud. I've been around him since he was a sophomore in high school. He's out from where I'm from. Spent a lot of time the last couple off-seasons with C.J. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I think he's going to get the Heisman this year. And I also think that really this is his second year of playing real football at a high level. And so he's just only going to get better and uh, really build this year, and, and he's got he's got the the makings of one of those, you know, Heisman, top three pick, and yeah, uh, yeah. and really roll into your professional career. So I would expect today to be um, an opportunity for some big numbers, and uh, and maybe even a moment. Yeah, no doubt. Everything that Ryan Day does for the offense and for the team usually has a you know players first mentality, and to me. When I watch the games, if we can keep the kid upright, Ryan Day calls plays that make C.J. Stroud look like the Heisman Trophy winner. So I'm all for it. Troy, you you said you guys ripped it up in that 2006 season. Do you remember the final score at Michigan State? I don't remember the final score, but I do remember throwing some nice touchdowns (laughs) to Robisky and and Gonzalez. And, you know, we had a good day, man. Uh, It was a very tough, hard-fought game. Mark D'Antoni has always been, like, if it wasn't for Dino uh, in a lot of situations, um, you know, mentally for me, the X's and O's on the defensive side, he helped me make it all clear. He kicked my butt a lot in practice, so we just had to return the favor on the field that day. Well, it, it, it was a good enough effort. It was a 38-7 to win over the Spartans. Um, oh, man. <laughs> what, yeah, what are we, what are we thinking time. for – for for this for this week the 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 Buckeyes are a twenty seven point favorite. Um, do you see something like thirty eight to seven? Do you think it's going to be maybe a, a a little more of a uh, disparity, if that's the, the correct word, a little bit of a bigger uh, spread in this one? Um, I'm cool with the twenty seven points. Um, you know, at times. Uh, the betting world for me uh, doesn't go uh, always as scripted, so I like to keep my mouth shut. Uh, but I do feel a 40-piece coming on today. I felt it last week uh, versus Wisconsin, and uh, we went out and took care of business and 
I think we'll be okay. Yeah, for me, when you have those big spreads, uh, we're here on behalf of Caesar Sportsbook, so let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have those big spreads. I look at it and go, does Michigan State or the, 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 the dog, do they have that firepower to get some cheap touchdowns late? And I, honestly, I haven't seen them have the firepower in the first two quarters, so I'm not confident in their ability to get, get hot in the fourth. Uh, and then, you know, I'm sure Michigan State has a lot of prized recruits here driving around on golf carts right now, checking out facilities, getting ready to see it. Mm-hmm. Ohio State knows that. And so if you have anybody here who's been offered by Michigan State and Ohio State, I think Ohio State, um, one, with the backup quarterback, Kyle McCord, is a guy who can go in and still rip it. But I think if you're Ohio State, you have an opportunity to show those recruits that there is a massive gap between these two programs. It's in your best interest to expose what that gap exactly is. So I like the over as well. And we're spe- I, I like them covering as well. And, and, and guys, just want to reintroduce, we're speaking with Jordan Palmer and 2006 Heisman Trophy winner uh, Troy Smith from Ohio State. They're appearing courtesy of Caesar Sportsbook, the, the truck tour they've been do, uh, on all week long, and they are over at Spartan Stadium. They're going to watch the game uh, today. Uh, Jordan, we talked about uh, when we introduced you, uh, you played at Texas El Paso, you played in the NFL, most notably with Cincinnati, uh, but you now you're into quarterback development, and now you're involved with the, the XFL, which is resuming next year. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, his partner Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital um, came in and you know, from a business perspective, football is the only sport where we don't have a true developmental league. We've just let college be that. And clearly there's been issues with how that works with the emergence of NIL and all that. But, you know, the LPGA Tour has a developmental league. Cricket has a developmental league. Soccer, baseball, basketball. Um, so I think we've needed it. This is the biggest sport we have in this country. Quarterback is the most important position in all of sports in this country. And... um and so we need an, uh, we've had, you know, the AAFL, USFL, TSL. I played in the UFL. Uh, we've had all these things that tried to be that. Um, but what I love about it is the leadership, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. You know, he says he needed this league back when he was trying to make it. Um, I lived at my in-law's house for two different years and drove, borrowed my brother-in-law's truck in between seasons for me. Troy, you probably lived that life too, like bouncing around, waiting for a call. There was no place to develop. Yeah. I was, I, I mean, I'm a seven year vet that two of those years was throwing with my, went back to my alma mater to throw to high school kids during the season. So what I've done is I'm coming in and help curating the quarterback development across all eight teams, all 27 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I had the first uh, dozen quarterbacks out in September. Uh, the next group comes out, uh, that group comes back, I'm sorry, uh, in two weeks. So I'm, I'm getting a week with them each month, September, October, November, December, mm-hmm. and help curating the overall development as they approach the January 8th uh, start of the season uh, in training camp for the XFL. Uh, I think fans will will fans who love football are going to have some football to watch in the spring that's really competitive and high level. Yeah. And I think NFL teams are really excited. These players don't just get to play in games, but they get developed by great staff. And it's going to be best in class all the way around. And so uh, it, it's just an incredible opportunity. And I needed this league, you know, 15, 20 years or whatever it was years ago. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of uh, the solution to what I think is a problem, and that's the development of players when they're just barely off a roster. Yeah, yeah you, you mentioned, Jordan, the, the necessity for a league like this. What's, what's been the feedback from, from 
the players that are going to be able to participate in this, are they kind of relieved that they have another chance to kind of prove that they uh, they are worthy of making it into the NFL? What's what's the feedback been like from players? Uh, yeah, it's been unanimous across the board. These guys are just, you know, ble- feel blessed to have an opportunity. One, an opportunity to, to compete and put tape out there. Two, I mean, an opportunity to, you know, train with me for <laughs> six months, which is not free. And, and so it's all part of that. And, um, and, and then to be around great coaches, you know, you got guys like Wade Phillips and Bob Stoops, uh, great position coaches across the board. Uh, and then it's, you know, it's, it's the rock. And I, I, the list of uh, businesses that he's put his name on and invested his money into that have failed, um, that list doesn't exist. This guy does not lose. And so, uh, one, it's great to have an owner that is successful, but it's another thing to have an owner who's like, I'm developing the product that I needed when I was playing. You know, there's some passion and some real, like his why is attached to this. And uh, I can feel it in, in the conversation that we have. So, um, yeah, I think this, this is definitely poised uh, to have the, to be the most successful developmental league of all the ones that have attempted. And, and uh, Russ Brandon is the president. He was the president of the Buffalo Bills for 20-plus years. Took yeah, the smallest market in all of, uh, you know, really pro sports, really. Um, and made it, you know, the Bills and Bills Mafia. When you see a, a, a team like the Buffalo Bills have the fan base that they have, it's not just because they went to four straight Super Bowls. It's because there's people behind the scenes that made that brand and made that that team so beloved. And the guy that was instrumental in developing the Buffalo Bills into what they are today is the guy that's developing this league. So I just love leadership from the top down. Last question, uh, and this one's for Troy. Troy Smith, 2006 Heisman Trophy winner at The Ohio State University. Where do you keep your Heisman Trophy? (laughs) <laughs> it's very safe uh early on uh i had to learn to not keep it out and about uh remember coming off of whichever versions of work uh it was back in about 2009 and once i got home my nephew at the time who was about two or three was hanging upside down from the heisman trophy's arm so i made sure that i put it up and put it in in very very safe confinements um, I get a chance to see it whenever I want to. Uh, it's back in Ohio, but it's safely locked up, and it only comes out, you know, on special occasions. And if you really want to see the Eisman Trophy, just give me a call, and I'll come give you a five. You know what I mean? I knew that trophy was sturdy, but I just didn't know it would be able Very to literally fun. hold somebody up. <laughs> yeah, it's 50 pounds, man. It's it's made out of cast iron and some other incredibly hard uh, metals and you know, it's worth it. It's uh, it's everything that people dream of. And when you see people hoisting that trophy up and smiling, just know that their arms are shaking underneath because that thing is heavy as hell. Oh, outstanding. Jordan Palmer and Troy Smith, thanks so much for joining us. They're appearing courtesy of Caesars Sportsbook uh, t- uh, Truck Tour, uh, which is uh, weekly uh, all over the place, college and NFL. Jordan, Troy, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the game today. Thank you, too, man. Good to meet you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Wow. 50 pounds? I didn't know it was 50 pounds, guys. I thought the Stanley Cup was the heaviest trophy. And that's 35 pounds. Yeah. And and that thing's pretty cool. I didn't know it was 50 pounds. Uh, We got one more break to get to. We got predictions to get to. We're going to update all the scores around uh, around college football, including the Michigan-Indiana game. And we'll get to that coming up on the other side. You're listening to the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ.
640 WJIM Traffic Center. Driven by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Taking a look at your traffic and weather one final time. Well, it's still a little bit slower than normal out there on 96 coming in from the west between Williamston and Okemos Road. Uh, it's also a little bit slower than normal, although not as bad as it was earlier. 127 going northbound between 96 and 496. Remind you about the uh, construction, the uh, closure on 496 between MLK and Pennsylvania Avenue. If you're coming in from the east side on Grand River, you got single lane closures. Uh, Grand River between Mohawk Road and Cornell Road. That'll be until the end of the month and just west of their Grand River and uh, Okemos Road. That is closed. Take the posted detour in the area. Right now, it is overcast and the wind is picking up. It's 52 degrees. Although it's supposed to clear out and maybe be partly sunny, the high temperature will be 56 degrees. Wind may be a factor in today's game. Your game day travel update brought to you by Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac. Relax and enjoy. And it, relax. Let's try that again. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. I need to relax. This is the White Law PLLC Tellgate Show on Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIL and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. Today's broadcast is brought to you by White Law PLLC, Shaheen Chevrolet, Price Right Auto and RV, Blue Moon Belgian White. Now, let's talk to the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, from the Price Right Auto and RV Studios. Today, it's Brock Palmbush, Tim Stout, and Kellen Buddy. We just got a couple of minutes left. Michigan State, Ohio State. Quickly before predictions, Michigan, Indiana update. Currently 10 to 10 right now. Michigan is on the Indiana 30. Uh, they are driving. They're looking pretty good. Okay. Early in the third early in the third quarter, they've uh, come out of halftime. About oh, halfway midway. through the third. Midway. Oh, midway through the mm -hmm. third quarter. Already. Just under eight left. All right, guys. We just got a couple of minutes left here before we join network coverage of Michigan State, Ohio State coming up in just over four minutes time. Uh picks for uh, today's game. Kellen, you go first. I've got Ohio State winning forty nine to ten. Forty nine to ten. I have uh, Ohio State winning forty two to ten. But Tim, you said yesterday Michigan State was five words. They can't be, they that, can't bad. be that bad. By the way, Michigan scored on a 30-yard touchdown pass. So Cornelius 16, Johnson. So it's 16-10 uh, so Michigan. All right. Extra point coming. Yep. So you say Michigan State, they well, can't be all, that bad. I've said all week 37-17. I and I think of, and I haven't gotten off that because I watch, to me, Michigan State's like Indiana today, playing like crazy at home as a huge underdog against a, Michigan's ranked fourth, Ohio State's ranked third, and Indiana's played them toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Now, they've gone behind, but when you're a 23-and-a-half-point underdog, they're still right in the game. Frankly, Indiana is. In Michigan State's case, I think they're going to play as hard as they can. I think the crowd will be supportive, uh, as you might expect in a big game. Ohio State's on the road the first time. I thought that Ohio State's missing two key guys yep. on offense, skilled position players. Although they get Travion Henderson, they're great they running him back. back. And that's that's a factor, assuming that he's at a hundred percent. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game at least for half. I've said all week thirty-seven to seventeen. But if you're going to ask me if I'm going to bet the farm on it, no, because okay. everybody else thinks I'm way too close on this. Well, you know, saw what the you pick them show was like yesterday. All the Michigan State homers has Ohio State blown. Two, them out. two people pick Michigan State uh, in that one. All right, guys, next week we'll be over on campus for a homecoming from the uh, Price Right RV 
uh, Mobile Studio. And before we get out of here, got to let you know, yes, we want to mention all our sponsors again. White Law PLLC, Blue Moon Belgian White, sponsoring Mad Dog's Take on the Game, Shaheen Chevrolet and Cadillac, Price Right RV. Uh, we're broadcasting from the Price Right RV uh, studios, and we'll be at the Mobile Studio next week. MSU Healthcare Sports Medicine. Let's do that here. Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons, Recycling Industrial Services, uh, Tom Emmerich and their great staff, Gravity Smokehouse, official tailgate food sponsor for the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show, MSU FCU, official credit union of MSU Athletics, Dart Bank Mortgage, Joe Sambear, Ameriprise Financial, Craig Stiles, DBI, they do office, uh, High Caliber Carding and Entertainment, Student Bookstore, SBS, The Nut House, and Gazelle Wealth Management sponsoring defensive keys to the game. Uh, so, uh, guys, thanks so much. Kellen, thanks so much again for coming on. We really appreciate you've helped us out three times this season. Happy to be here. Yep. This is this is fun. It is. This is fun. It's, it, it's casual, relaxing, and a good time. And it, and it is fun. Tim, we will see you next Saturday. Absolutely. We'll be over on campus, Michigan State, Wisconsin, same time next week, 1230 to 230, here on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. For Tim Stout. And for Kellen Buddy, I am Brock Palmbush. We thank you for joining us. Uh, and uh, you've been listening to the White Law PLLC MSU Football Tailgate Show. We thank you so much for joining us. Brandon will be joining us as well. We're going to have guests next week, next week as well. Michigan State President Samuel Stanley. Lots of other guests. Mad Dog's going to be joining us. David the Mad Dog DeMarco is going to be joining us live on scene. Coming up from Alabama, we look forward to that. And Brandon will be back from his uh, trip over overseas to Europe. And he'll be back... Uh, in time for Saturday's game. So, for Tim, for Kellen, I'm Brock. Thank you for listening. Network coverage of Michigan State and Ohio State is coming up right now. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM Lansing, and Classic Rock 94.9 WMMQ East Lansing, Town Square Media Stations.